One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's, yeah, they have asked for that, really. Well, you can laugh. I'm the World Cup. I'm a little bit of an idealist, but having said that, I want to be like me. But you don't know what you're talking about. What did you want? I managed to stay alive for six oh, days. I'd say it to your face, not say it to you now. I'm down to Anfield, and we'll see them, won't we? What you doing down here, you surely man. <laughs> Brian Conroy tweeted us, I usually look forward to the Monday Double Podcast, but today could be the most downbeat shows you'll ever do. Jazz it up with a bit of synth or something, please. Hashtag Black Monday. Brian, <laughs> Brian, who are you telling? Who are you telling? I'm back in studio today after a couple of weeks paternity leave. Oh. Uh, the plan was... Congratulations <laughs> celebrations. Uh, that's all the people needed. Or, I know, I know. That's I all the people. some people. You did it. But the plan was... You don't was need grunge week. It's the arrival of little Max. And what a beautiful little boy Max, he is, may I say. Max McDevitt. Maximilian. Hang on. What? Have you... No, we didn't no, say anything about it. To, no, no, no. We'll come to grunge week is what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? I've literally no. kept a secret from you. Oh, this is unbelievable. I thought somebody what? might have let it slip. That, that's all. What, that Maximilian had been born? Well, yes, no, 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 that, that's all you Maximilian. Maximilian, no. Okay, so the plan for me today was roar back into the office yeah. off the back of Ireland qualifying for the Rugby World Cup semi-finals. And who and knows? And the Euros. Maybe after, a, yeah, well, maybe even the boss man CEO securing a morale-boosting three points against Greece. Instead, it's nothing but grim tales of Irish sporting failure, but... At least I get to bore my workmates with cute photos of my new baby boy. <laughs> there he is, Murph. <laughs> I've got to say, though, it's a rough start to life as an Ireland supporter for young Max McDevitt. It is. Two Ooh. weeks in, our rugby team is clearly cursed. It's a yeah. curse. That's what it is. It's a curse. It's not that New Zealand are better than us. Well, it's, uh, that might have played a part as well. Clearly a curse. <laughs> and uh, our football team is a shambles. Neither will ever give Max any success on the biggest stage. And he might as well get used to that idea. Well, I would say now. expectation management is... From the, from the off. Is pretty good. I mean, what, does, what can he reasonably expect from the next 90 to 110 years? I watched of- the Beckham documentary and, you know, we're all aware that apparently you have to drive your kid relentlessly... Um, yeah. From a very young age to be good at football, oh, so wow. so to be uh, to be an Irish sports fan, maybe they need to be drilled in a similar way. Yeah. You need to let them know about the heartbreak while they're still in nappies. It's the only way to do. I got to say, Max's older brother has a good handle on things already. Noah yeah. is already world weary about <laughs> Irish sport. He's four years of age, and on Saturday when I told him the result against Greece from the night before, 
He said, he said, that's okay, Dad. The Ireland men's football team isn't actually very good at the moment. You are some fucker, aren't you? <laughs> that's what I said back to him. So, you know, Noah, try finding multiple different ways to make that exact point in lengthy podcast form and you have an idea of what your dad <laughs> does for say a living. the Ireland men's football team? Yeah, but do you know what he had said previously, right? Before the match, I was like, no, I won't, won't be around tonight. I'm going to the Ireland game. He goes, what Ireland game? And I was like, Ireland are playing Greece, Euro qualifier. And mm. he's like, the women? And I was like, no, the Ireland men's team. And he said... Ireland have a men's football team. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, in fairness, I'm at a lot of the games. I suppose so I mightn't be watching them with. Yeah, him. I, it could be that. Yeah, way. and he the was watching World Cup. The World matches. Cup games were on at a, you know, a toddler-friendly time of day. There, there might have been a little bit of that going on, but you know, at least he, he now knows they exist. Wow. He just knows they're not very good at the moment. Okay. At the moment is the key thing. There's still a bit of hope for the younger generation there. As for Brian Conroy's suggestion of jazzing up those black, and thank you for your congratulations, by the way, guys. It is. It's good to be back a little sleep deprived. I, mm. I may fall asleep at some point. I mean, you report. didn't give me the heads up to be able to tell our World Service members during the week. I mean, I, so I was kind of waiting for you to oh, say, yeah. and then, I, you know, well, no, but you're a very not. quiet man, you're a very reserved man on social media, so then I couldn't take my cues off social media. So in the end, I just said you'd had a great couple of weeks. No, I heard which that. Actually, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, on, on, uh, on, what does that mean? Yeah, on reflection, <laughs> just sort of, uh, he, he was yeah. in, you know, Ayodapa. No, that's no, not quite. Um, It's slightly different vibe, but uh, it's all good. Everyone's doing well. We crack on. As for Brian Conroy's suggestion of jazzing up these Black Monday shows, it is a good shout, Brian. Unfortunately, we have already had Synth Week 2023. But Murph, as you somehow seem to know somewhere deep in your bones, despite the fact I hadn't told you this year, I know just the thing that will unite the nation and put a smile back on our collective face. I don't think it's a good idea. I want everybody to know that I'm against it. I've been away for a while. <laughs> Jesus. But now I'm back and it's time to assert some control, give the show some structure again, be a leader, give the people what they want, make the country happy. And so I bring you Grunge Week 2023. Yeah? You with me, guys? <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah? Just, when I thought, just when I thought it couldn't get any worse. You can email in your requests. These, oh, sorry, these are the At rules, least England right? won yesterday, I suppose. So that's something to be happy about. <laughs> As the godfather of grunge, I will pick the tune to play out today's show. You can then email in your requests for the rest of the week. Subject title, Grunge Week 2023. And I, the Stone Temple pilot of the Grunge Week airplane, will pick out my favourites for the rest of the week Jeez. on the World Service. I nearly got a short letter can there, not quite. Ideally, if there's some heartwarming talk of personal connection to the song in question when you're sending in your requests, that'd be great. Complete with photos of you in your grunge phase, please. Black I don't think it's a good idea. I want everybody to know that I'm against it. Grunge Week is back. Oh, and if that's not enough to lift you out of your funk, more big news this week. What about Funk Week? Funk Week, I would listen to. Could just um, just a tons of prints and Sly and the Family Stone. <laughs> that would be fun. More big news, Murph. Okay. Richie Sadler is starting a brand new podcast this Wednesday called Episode. Yes, this is going to be great, this podcast. It'll be separate to our second captain's feed. It'll be free to air and we'll be giving you a lot more details in the coming days. Unlike the player's chair, 
he's not just talking to sports people he's also speaking to people from all walks of life about major episodes in their lives starting with the man who you heard him joshing with there live on television Tommy Tiernan that is an intense double act to kick things off Murph. I'm sure we'll all agree on that one I love yeah. it I've uh, I've heard uh, this interview on and it's a bloody oh, it's unbelievable yeah it's I was listening to it on the way in yeah. this morning that's going to be available on Wednesday wherever you get your podcast as I said more detail to come in fact we're going to be talking to Richie himself tomorrow he's going to be in on the world service for his sins after the Gibraltar game tonight that'll be another barn burner of a football show on with the report on sport please get well, I suppose we should talk about the football. Can't be all grunge. We've avoided. We've, we've avoided ba- successfully for this. Yeah, night. we've talked about babies. We've talked about grunge music. Yeah. Might as well talk a bit about the football. Did you watch it? I was at the game. Yeah. Oh, you were there. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that's why no, I wasn't watching anybody. No, I was uh, attending, um, grinding through. We've, we've, <laughs> we're actually going to renew our season tickets. Believe it or not. Oh yeah. 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 The, portal is open at the moment and so you get the email saying congratulations there will be no price hike for the next but there actually is a price hike on the family tickets yeah but yeah, not we on had the, an email in last week yeah that, really actually, yeah. criticizing that but not on the it's a price freeze on the majority of the the adult tickets and so on so even though i don't know who the manager is going to be we don't know who the opponents are going to be there's no competitive games outside of the competitive ish games of the nation league yeah and the squad's morale is on the floor. <laughs> Thought, why not, Ken? Why not? You know, yeah. something to do of a Friday night, Monday night, whatever random night of the week the games are on. Yeah, but geez, that was grim. I, I got, I got to the game, and, and the, the amount of conversations about the rugby. Mm. Nobody seemed to be talking about the football match they were going to. I was overhearing conversations, and yeah. it was literally all about, yeah, no, 50 50 game, front football. I'm like, this is a weird way to talk about our Greece, you know? It's uh, no, you know, football people talking about rugby yeah. matches. Yeah, it's, uh, first twenty minutes. Yeah. The breakdown. Heads up rugby. Turns out it actually was the breakdown. No, it was a anyway, lot of we'll breakdown. We'll deal with that, that in the other podcast. <laughs> and I, yeah, it really was a, a very, very, very grim occasion. Yeah. In, in a football sense. Yeah, I sort of thought like leaving, I was like, wow, Ireland could win the Rugby World Cup um, on Stephen County's watch here. <laughs> this is, you know, the kind of thing that you feel could only happen to him. <laughs> if I was there, if you, I'd be getting on TFAI to make sure they don't do anything hasty, you know, to, <laughs> just to, until the end of October. Just you know, leave it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the we, man, let the man play out the play out the string, you know. So he 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 changed the tactics back to his favoured four at the back. Same terrible outcome. Two nil down at half time. Nathan Collins subbed off, not for injury reasons, because he was rubbish. Um, that seemed like a really. <laughs> Really bad, you know. It reminded me of, of Robbie Keane getting subbed off by Brian Kerr in the Switzerland game. You know, just as just as punishment for being awful. Mm. <laughs> thanks, thanks for nothing, Robbie. Was that substitution? <laughs> I mean, Collins has actually been has been good, but like these are like the guys you're bringing through who are supposed to be your the, oh, the we main so stars of the Collins, generation. Right? Yeah, when he's true. and he and he gets like um, substituted at halftime. Parrot obviously didn't even get called up. You know, um, it's a bit of a it just yeah. Well, like I mean, I, I feel like we've just what, uh, what, what, yeah. But what was different this time was the support has completely deserted uh, Stephen Kenny at this yeah. stage. There weren't there were boos at full time. There weren't that many people left to boo because yeah. I think the exodus. A lot of people were saying people didn't come back out for the second half. I didn't notice that so much. I noticed that about seventy five minutes mm. ball went out of play. I think it was a half chance for Ireland or something. And it seemed to be the queue where everyone, just, a lot of people decided at the same yeah. time, now we'll start leaving. And there was a good steady stream for the last 
15 minutes plus injury mm. time, which is a long, uh, like that's a long way. Uh, a lot of a football match still to be played for fans. Yeah, who couldn't okay. be arsed with this anymore. I mean, the the first half was so bad. paper airplanes going around as well. That only happens on rare occasions. Yeah, rare, well, boring occasions. I remember when we had the playoff against was it Estonia? Yeah, Estonia. They were, you know that was a more happy. Paper uh, yeah, well, that was the opposite. Yeah, it was just there was yeah, we'd already won that in the away leg. But this was um, yeah, just terrible. I mean, why can we not do anything good? <laughs> That's sort of the well, we started well, you know, a bright, bright start. Evan Ferguson clipping the outside of the post. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you see? I mean, the, for me, the the moment was was Matt Doherty's pass to Chidozi Ogbeni, who, I mean, it was just such a bad. I mean, Doherty had a terrible game. Doherty did have a terrible, game. Have a terrible game, which yeah. is unfortunate because Ogbeni has turned into our best player in recent times. Mm. When he's when he's fit and available, and he looked sharp. I thought, yeah. but he wasn't getting much support on that wing. Yeah, the one moment when he didn't look sharp was when he had a kind of a break. Um, it was kind of a two-on-two, or you know, it was he had the ball and Ferguson sort of peeling away to his left, and he kind of it was like he couldn't quite decide what to do. And by the time he'd sort of figured out on a plan of action, it was too late. Um, but generally, yeah, I'd say he was definitely one of our better players. Yeah. So, Benny. but but he like. At the same time, even for during his Man of the Match award, he was eager to outline how he could have done better on both goals. Yeah. Um, you know, but like, I don't know what's going on with Matt Doherty. I mean, he uh, was just so bad. Well, terrible. his club career has been a complete disaster yeah. for but a he looked like years. Richie Ten- he looked like Richie Tenenbaum, I think. Richie Tenenbaum. <laughs> the Baumer, you know? Like, we've, we had the Baumer. <laughs> with the Barber playing on the yeah. uh, right wing. Hey, well, it was really terrible. I mean, that that one with Benny where he, he delayed until Benny ran offside and then played the ball out of play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, what is that? And, you know, the the goals. I mean, the, the running back for the... I mean, the Greece goals. Like, Doherty, first of all, is looking at, at Simikas. Simikas is able to kind of run around the ball so he can get a nice angle on, it on his left foot because Doherty kind of just watches him. You know, as though he's kind of guarding the pass to the player behind him. I think it might might have been offside, but even in any case, like you want them at this point to pass to that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that would be a good pass for us. Um, he didn't try and put him under any pressure. Uh, obviously, the cross and header were just ridiculously good. I mean, this is this has been a feature of it as well. I've seen some of the greatest moments of execution on a football <laughs> field ever. Watching Stephen Kenny's Ireland, watching the opposition score like all different types of shots you know from all different types of ranges you'd have to say that like the vast majority of the best goals ever scored at Lansdowne Road have been scored in the, the last, last three years, years. yeah, yeah. N- um, almost none of them by us yeah um, that I mean the a, th- a Greek thunder header you call the catch well, compared with any of their strikes of year 2004 well they, that, that was their method in year 2004 was cross header cross header and they were just hammering all these headers in um, but this was like whoa you know this. Ooh. You know, did you other did you guttural think? noises? Yes. No. I mean, <sighs> the, literally, the only answer to that header was a. That, that was pretty good. And then uh, what was the second goal? Oh, the second goal was that um, ridiculous break where Collins tries to play offside against the guy who's still in his own half, and then their players run back. The guy who originally wins the ball for Greece is the guy who turns up at the far post to, to cross it back in. Like so, he's uh, he's outpaced all the Irish players, you know. So uh, I mean, there was there was players there who could have tried to get back, but this guy was the guy who actually turned up there. Um, you know, this, this. So there you've got like 
lack of effort from the team relative to the opponent. You know, the opponent is keen to actually get up and get into the box, and our guys are like, oh. lack of effort. Did you think that? Because well, that's like, the I mean, thing that you rarely say about an Irish team. Yeah, well, it is. It is, is, that, it is they, in they the case of you've got a guy who, who. Well, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's just slowness of thought. Maybe it's slowness of reaction rather than lack of effort. But like, it's it's either doziness or laziness because this guy was able to run, you know, three quarters of the length of the pitch and turn up to play a crucial part in the you know killer goal in the game. There was Irish players who could have got back to try and stop him doing that, but either they didn't realise that you know he was going to actually try to get there, or they just were like, ah, don't it's so dozy on the ball as well, isn't it? Like the, there have been some games we played in the Stephen Kenny era where you're worried about playing it around the back because they're pressing, the opponents are pressing high and they're going to dispossess us and we're going to be in trouble. In this case, it was more. I just felt Greece were just so comfortable when we had the ball. Mm. A little bit like New Zealand, actually, in the second half <laughs> against mm. Ireland. They, they were like, okay, we'll just soak up bits and bobs. Not that we were putting them, um, putting them under any pressure. We were just knocking the ball around amongst ourselves with no sense that anything at any stage was going to penetrate through them. And I just thought they felt, they were almost emboldened by that. It's like, okay, these guys aren't even throwing a shot. It's not like we'll take their best shot. They're throwing nothing at us here and eventually we'll, our superior quality will shine through, we'll break, we'll score a goal. Yeah, and they nearly did. Like They had, they had chances to score... Um, you know, they had better chances than we did. Like, Kenny was talking about how it was fine margins. It really wasn't. Like, we, I thought we were well beaten. No. Well beaten. Like, I mean, there was a couple of moments where we, sure, we could have scored, but like, they were they were much better than us. I mean, it was... A, it was a, Twice. They were much better than us home in a way. Yeah, and this was... I mean, everyone had reacted badly to the, to the first defeat, but this was worse. You know what I mean? It's just that we're used to it now. Doesn't it's not it's not a surprise anymore. We've we've accepted that this is just, and so now you're into the realm of, well, what should happen? I mean, is there any sense in Stephen Kenny being in charge of the next uh, match? You know, well, that's tonight. The one I don't mean. Sorry, I don't mean Gibraltar. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being the the one next month uh, yeah. against the Netherlands, and then uh, our, the revenge match against New Zealand <laughs> is here. Uh, that you know, that's but like. Who would want to take... You know, we're in this situation now where we actually are incentivized to lose the Holland match. What's the story with this? Explain. <laughs> like, okay, so basically, we're... You know, they have, they have the system of, of qualification for uh, playoffs um, from the Nations League. Yeah. So, at the moment, um, the Netherlands are guaranteed a playoff place, and they're ranked ahead of us in this... In this um, Ranking. So if they don't uh, qualify, then they will take one of the playoff places. If yeah. they don't qualify automatically, you see, they will take one of the playoff places. So we want them to finish ahead of Greece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, losing to them means that... Now, it, it still doesn't mean... It doesn't mean all we need to do is go to Amsterdam and lose, uh, and then we get a playoff. Loads of other things yeah. also have to happen. That's just mm. one of the things that. But at help. the end of the day, we have to go out there and get the right results. Yeah. One of the <laughs> one of the miracles one of the miracle shots we need is for the Netherlands to beat Ireland at home. I think that can happen. I think we can make that happen. So where not, they have something to play for, and we have nothing. It's not to play like for. Ireland and the Netherlands in our history have ever cooked up a result. You know, no, yeah, yeah, no yeah, it just that would be complete anathema to two proud footballing yeah, nations. And we, and we would never. None of us remember nineteen ninety and the last twenty minutes of that World Cup match. So it's just. I mean, this, by the way, is something that UEFA are going to have to do something about. You can't have this situation. Like, they're trying to make the Nations League relevant, but, like, you can't have then warped or backwards incentives for teams going into supposedly serious competition. Like, literally, when when a team goes out and, well, we've got to lose, we... 
you know, we all, we will lose. Yeah. Like, they, we will lose. They need to win. They're playing at home. They're better than us. And, like, <laughs> the way we've been going. And can we, I just say, by the way, <laughs> that a team that beats only Gibraltar in a group and yet still has a mathematical chance of following means the whole thing is a complete and And we haven't done farce. the double over Gibraltar yet. We uh, absolutely have that. Stephen we, Kenny's team talk should be bringing permutations man here in uh, to explain this situation ahead of the Netherlands game. We tried that with a member of second captains earlier in the uh, Listen, group. Brando let us down. Kevin Moore and Cold Breaker, but but it is not. You can't have this situation. I'm, I'm amazed about this. Like this is, like uh, okay, it's it's unlikely to ultimately cause us to get into the playoffs. But if it did, I'm sorry, but it would be. There's going to be a lot of people going. This is how yeah. can you how can you yeah. allow this? You know they've they've lost or failed their way into the playoffs. Okay, we'll worry about it when it happens. But UEFA needs to look at that because you can't have. It, it it sort of undermines their competition. Like yeah, I know they're like, they're trying to make the Nations League into a, it, you know, give give it extra importance. But the way this it's almost like a loophole. Well, it's not even a loophole. It's part. It's part we, <laughs> legitimate part yeah. of. We need to lose a game in order yeah. to boost the team that's ahead of us, so that they don't, yeah. um, you know. But also, like we haven't won a game in a decade and a half. We like. Am I right? I mean, I think it feels it, if, game, if it's not it's actually right. That long. What are you talking about? Like the we Ireland football games. team haven't won a game in fifteen to twenty years. That's what it feels like to me. Uh, uh, so the idea that we could qualify for anything—I mean, I know that there are like whatever it is, fifty-one countries in Europe, and they're trying to get like half of them into a European Championship. But even at that, the idea that you could lose as regularly and as comprehensively as the Ireland football team and still have some mathematical chance of qualifying for this, like. Like, why not just make it a 51-team tournament? I mean, yeah. like... We don't have much of a chance, though. They've got five countries hosting hosting the next one. <laughs> I mean, why not, why not invite everyone? You know, yeah. the only qualification uh, uh, permutation is, can you be in Ireland, Northern Ireland, Wales, Scotland, or England on the agreed dates? <laughs> That's the only qualification criterion. If if Ireland still have a chance, well, that makes as much sense I, as that I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't like what you were saying, actually, Murph. I, uh, I don't like the, your tone. You know, you're you're coming out with all this. Oh, Ireland haven't won a game in fifteen or twenty years. I mean, that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. It is wrong. I know it's factually wrong. Like it feels it's, right. It just, it just it feels, feels right. Nah, I don't know. I don't know what you're. What kind of? What I've aged horribly since the last. It's Ireland been a rough weekend, guys. It's been a rough weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel like we were. We can nearly write this one off. You're kicking the, the cat there. The rugby team had gotten to the quarterfinals. What do you think about tonight, Ken? Your big prediction because we'll be talking more. After the Gibraltar game tomorrow. Well, we we are. It does. We are supposed to win this one, right? Yeah, this, this is one of those games where we're supposed well, we to struggle last better time. Better if we lose away from home. But um, uh, I mean, I, I I think we'll beat Gibraltar. Yes. Oh, oh fighting talk! I think we'll beat Gibraltar. I mean, I mean, if we had to go into the Lions Den, then it'd be a problem. This uh, this ground refurbishment couldn't have come at a better time. By the way, you said who's going to manage us next? Gus Poyer, by the sounds of things. Oh, unbelievable. What an atmosphere. What's he, what's he shouting on about? He's talking about the amazing atmosphere in the stadium. It's the worst atmosphere I've ever experienced in Lansdowne Road, certainly in recent yeah, years. Well, he was talking about the tracksuits. Oh, everyone's walking around wearing the team tracksuit. Yeah. And I think Paul Rowan, had, Paul Rowan who, was, who I saw speaking to Gus Poyet in the... Because Gus, Gus arrived in, obviously he's like, this is... This is among the highlights of my football mm, career, right? Yeah. I've absolutely wiped these guys. They tried to have a little go at me. 
Yeah. Right? And I've made them look like idiots. Twice. And crushed uh, the, you know, Ireland, the higher-seeded team than us. And Didn't even need chance. Gary Dicker's help this time. Didn't even need Gary Dicker. Have a chance of automatic qualification. It's all going great. Um, there's like two Greek journalists here. Yeah. You know. And I feel that was probably wow, That's all there it. was. Yeah, yeah. I was well. I was looking around. There may have been more in the mix zone or something, but I, I couldn't wow. see any more than two in the Gus Poyet's in the pressure lap. for Gus for Gus Poyet's long um, uh, speech in praise of himself and his players. Yeah. Uh, so that when uh, Paul Rowan and Philip Quinn, I think it was, asked him for a word for the Sunday papers, he was only too happy <laughs> to oblige, and and basically was like, "Yeah, sure, I'd love to manage this this place. Look at this place." You know, I've been. I paid a lot of attention. I was walking, walking around, seeing the town. Everyone's in the gear. You know, they don't just in Uruguay. We are patriots, but uh, you know, we don't. Uh, we buy the shirt, but not the tracksuit as well. <laughs> we're not. Com- we're not complete. We're not complete soakers. <laughs> everyone, everyone wears the tracksuit here. Wow. And the thing is that, that at the game, the Ireland Greece game over there, it was like half empty, or yeah. not even, not even half full. You know, the Greeks are like. Whatever, not not really that into their team at the moment. I'm I'm sure if they if they go and score headers like that against everyone in the Euros and win the Euros again, we're going to see a lot of Greeks making their way to Germany, maybe even buying a few tracksuits. Yeah, yeah, but there there will be a lot of a lot of Greeks. But at the moment, they're kind of like, yeah, you know, we're we're not impressed yet. Mm. So I think Gus was both probably needling. Uh, Stephen Kenny and Keith Andrews a little bit going oh I might fancy uh, mm-hmm. I might fancy moving in here you know and oh well, you decided to get rid of the, these lads but also I think he was maybe sort of messaging back to Greece as well hey you know we've got a f- quite a good football team as well I mean you've seen these guys like yeah. I mean and their football team okay, is, so, is really uh, pathetic so but you, they're still <laughs> turning up so you, you, you are quite clear that Gus Boyd actually doesn't have any interest in managing Ireland I, I mean I his be motivations were uh, they were manifold but at no stage did he actually want the job no I wouldn't be surprised if he did uh, want the job I, mean, as well. I, w- I, I mean, say that I'm not no saying he, is... want, he wants the job now because obviously Greece are, are yeah. probably going to be going to the Euros and Ireland almost definitely aren't going mm. going to be I mean I say almost we're still fighting though <laughs> we, we're we, going to do everything we as can long as, yeah, we still, <laughs> there is a chance we could, fa- we could lose our way into a playoff yeah, yeah. but then we would have to win that playoff in order to get there so we're talking we're talking small could Gus Boyd qualify Two teams for the Euros. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're the Greece manager, but you do yeah. the Ireland job as well. Yeah, part-time. qualify out of that unbelievably hard group. Say, thanks for the memories. Take over Ireland for the playoff. Qualify Ireland for the playoff. And then he has his choice. Yeah. You know? If yeah. you give him a chance, I think he's got the balls to push it through. <laughs> Declan Devine, isn't it? Yeah. Unfortunately, it hasn't quite happened. Hasn't quite happened for Stephen Kenny Declan. What else has happened to Kenny outside of Ireland? Oh, so what else? Um, well... Uh, Scotland have qualified for the Euros. Congratulations. Well done to Scotland. They got, they got absolutely robbed against Spain. I don't know if you saw Scott McTominay's Tony Kroos goal. Remember Tony Kroos against Sweden in the, yeah, in the World kick. Cup? Well, Scott McTominay scored a goal from an even more crazy fire, angle. Lady. Unbelievable. Vard uh, into oblivion. Yeah, and that was at nil all, wasn't it? It was. So yeah. It would have been 1-0 Scotland. I mean, that would have been the highlight of McTominay's career. Mm. Probably so far, I think so. You know, he scores a ridiculous goal that qualifies Scotland automatically for the Euros by beating Spain in Spain. I think that's yeah, that would there. qualify. It would be up there, yeah. Uh, and then the, the ref- Carabao Cup's a hell of a it's a hell of a tournament. But <laughs> the ref just rules it out, or the VAR rules it. Out. I don't know why, because they seem to change it from a foul to an offside, or from an offside to a foul on the goalkeeper. And, oh, not total nonsense. Then Spain has scored, but Spain, luckily for Scotland, have beaten Norway. 
who were the only team that could catch Scotland, so Scotland are through. Um, Henderson playing for England got booed coming off. Uh, he had done an injury, or he did an interview uh, where he was asked, do you understand why people might be booing? And he said, uh, not really. I don't know. Do you? Uh, and the journalist said, I imagine it's because you've moved to Saudi Arabia. And Henderson said, hmm. Uh, then the, the, this went on for, for them being like, "We have you been surprised by the reaction? Blah, blah, blah. I, I can understand it. I've got to take it on the chin. But as I keep saying, it doesn't change the person that I am. I'm playing football in a different country in Saudi where I want to try to improve the game on the pitch, but also things off the pitch as well. That's all I keep trying to do. When you say improve things off the pitch, what does that mean? The whole league, says Henderson. But is it just the league? Just the football? Yeah. The football. I'm not a politician. I'm not going to get into politics. You know what I mean? All I've ever done is concentrate on football and try to help people that have asked for my help. <laughs> so off the pitch means football. Mm. Off the pitch. So not yeah. football structures. Yeah. Uh, grassroots. So he's the grassroots Saudi football structures is what Jordan Henderson's about these days. Yeah, he says Saudi is gonna be uh is gonna be a great host for the World Cup in twenty thirty four. Yeah. So what else is uh, Manchester United? Mm. Uh, big ownership news. Sheikh Jassim pulled out. Sheikh Jassim uh, tried to to uh, do a full sale, whatever from the from the Glazers. Um, didn't succeed. Uh, instead, it looks like it's big, Sir Big Jim. Sir Big Jim. So no awkward moral dilemmas for Murph here. You can get full full square behind big the unimpeachable Big Jim Ratcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> Sporters boys. Unfortunately, you big James. You, you said you can't. They can't become a. You can't become a billionaire without you know stepping on a few toes. That's where Big Jim. He's <laughs> the exception. The proof. Bad news, streamer. Big Jim's pockets aren't quite big enough though to buy the whole stake. So you'll be stuck with a glazer or two in that structure. Yeah. So. Well, this, uh, this is the thing. Everman Joe Glazer probably just didn't want to sell. Um, the club, the, you know, unlike their siblings, who were like, sell this thing. Who cares? Let's turn it into some cash. They were like, no, this can go higher. So it sounds as though the deal now currently being proposed is Sir Big Jim takes over 25%, but then assumes control of football operations, okay. which is kind of interesting because, yeah. like, uh, how do you do that when you've only got 25%? You know, yeah, I mean? How do you get decisions over the line? Control of football operations means spending the money of the club, mm. which I can't, I can't see how the, the people who control the majority of the shares of the voting rights aren't going to want to control that. You know what I mean? So that's, it's, I don't know how that would work in practice. Um, but I suppose uh, Big Sir Jim would say it was a stepping stone to, Sir Big to Jim. win freedom. Sir Big Jim. Yeah, not Big Sir Jim. Big Sir Jim. <laughs> Big uh, Sir Big Jim. Uh, but, but just some of the reaction to this, you just see the mad stuff that people write on. So, I mean, look at that one, Owen. Just have a look at that. What, what am I showing you? Man United Crest. But what's what's significant about the Man United Crest? It's in black and white. It's in black and white, as though it's dead. Is it? Is yeah, as though it was sort of um, you know, the oh, there's, a, there's a memorial. There's, there's like you know, it's 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 a sad moment, you know, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. this is actually be, it, the 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 reason that it's this monochrome, sad morning crest is that Qatar have pulled out of the deal, you know, and you've got this essay from this um, disturbed sounding individual, blue tick. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah, big time. And it's just 
oh my god it's it's absolutely incredible i don't i don't know is this just like do people get this crazy themselves or are they being paid I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure about the dynamics of it. Like, yeah. Is it just, do you just whip yourself up into this state of hysteria? Or are you actually I mean, a- would you be following that? Would you have like ever clapped eyes on that tweet if it hadn't been as crazy as it actually, as it, as you're telling us it is? I don't know why well, I, why it, I get no, shown like, these things. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, Elon Musk knows, knows why, I want, you know, he, he has he an idea that this is what I want to see. He reads the column. Um, that skims it. Pre- prepare for a lot of var. Content. <laughs> VAR again. This guy, lo- this guy loves VAR. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, so look, that's it. Anyway, okay. the, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to tonight. Oh, you know, maybe. Really? Maybe. Maybe we'll get a. <laughs> you sure? We'll get a win, and it's all going to work out. I, I do, you didn't bring up Roy Curtis at all. No, I didn't. No, I mean Roy Curtis had a pop at Ken. But I mean, well, well, hang on a second. No, you had, no, he had a pop at Ken. He had a say, big pop. Why are you saying he had a pop? Well, he he mentioned the chin stroking high priests of Irish football punditry, and I mean, I'm sorry, but who else is he talking about? Well, could be a bit of Richie going on there. We could be a bit Richie of Richie. Tomorrow. Yeah, bit of Richie. Maybe Eamon Dunphy. <laughs> nah. Is this because of I've got that thing on my chin that from the time that you tripped me up in the hotel? No. Cork, wasn't it? No. It, yeah, he tripped me up. I, I was trying to go back to my room and he tripped me up and I fell on the on my chin. Oh, I heard the, you. On the carpet. I've apologized. I've and apologized I burned multiple a patch times. Of skin off and yeah, I've got a scar to this day. And and sometimes I absent-mindedly rubbed the scar. And is that what Roy Curtis is no, 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 I, I, I don't think so. And I do apologize. I mean, listen, it was the most unbelievable tap tackle I've ever, yeah. I've ever done. I mean, it, the, it was perfect. It was beautiful, but it was wrong. And it, like, and I knew it was wrong at the time. I apologize at the time. I apologize here again. I'm sorry. It was high stakes tomfoolery, Murph. You know, there's always going to be risks attached. It was world class horseplay. <laughs> <laughs> 
First broadcast in 2011, marking 20 years of the iconic grunge band. Doubled up as a history of the grunge scene in Seattle from the mid-80s through the early 90s. But really shone through... <laughs> was the colli- you still with me everyone yeah. was the collegiate atmosphere among the different bands while the rock music scene in other American cities was notoriously riven with jealousy and backbiting the bands in Seattle they just they're all mates they all hung out together jammed together even recorded music together as in the case of the supergroup Temple of the Dog formed in 1990 by Soundgarden's Chris Cornell in tribute to the late Andrew Wood lead singer with Mother Love Bone why did I'm, no, I'm just whatever. Like you know, I've just I've said all I have to say about this bullshit. Tell Tem- you, Temple of the Dog was a sort of. <laughs> remember, I don't need to tell you. Sort of a Soundgarden Pearl Jam dream team, featuring both Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder on vocals. What two lead vocalists of that stature? Well, Eddie Vedder didn't really have a stature at the time. He was just new to the area. Can we just wrap this. But anyway, he subsequently, obviously, formed Pearl Jam, and uh, the rest was history. So I don't need to tell you again, Kieran. The results of this mm. collaboration sensational, as proven most famously on the hit single "Hunger Strike." So it's "Hunger Strike" by Temple of the Dog to kick off Grunge Week 2023. <laughs> Get your requests in for the rest of this week by email with the subject title oh, "Grunge God. Week 2023." And you accept uh, actual physical post as well, on uh, and physical post possibly. I know Brano's staying a lot quieter. Brano's washing his hands of this one. Oh, you can be sure <laughs> of that. Synth- I, I think he would accept Funk Week as well, but. Of course he would. Not get involved in the grunge so far. I'll see if I can lean on him over the next few days. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again tomorrow if you sign up to the World Service on secondcaptains.com. You'll also get all episodes ad-free and the Second Captains podcast is part of the Acast. Creator. Creator. Uh, network on. Network.
That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home. They never go home. They never go home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine. It's not that at all. It's the opposite of that. It's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sports important. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 